Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. As we welcome you back, our three, of course, week five concludes tonight. Allegiant Stadium right down the road from where Amal Shaw and Dustin Sweetelson sit in downtown Las Vegas there. I'm Patrick Maher. As we welcome you back, Vegas is lane two and a half hosting Green Bay. The total 45 and a half. No Aaron Jones for the Packers. And to discuss the matchup tonight on Monday Night Football, we're going to welcome in Willie Ramirez, Associated Press He's on the Raiders beat at Willie G. Ramirez, of course, a member of the Pro Football Writers Hall of Fame. And he also has been in Vegas. This is important because Willie has his finger on the pulse of what's happening there in Vegas since 1972. And Willie joins us from Allegiant Stadium. Hi, Willie. How are you? Doing good. Real quick correction. Pro Football Writers Association. I'm nowhere close to being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I appreciate the, uh, the look ahead. Maybe who knows? In 10, you know what? Years. <laughs> you know what? We've we officially we're going to start the petition now for <laughs> Willie Ramirez to get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, first off, thanks for joining, and uh, my apologies. Let's let's start with the two and a half is the number. No Aaron Jones. Can we start with the health yeah. of the Raiders team? Conversely. <laughs> Well, and I think, as you know, um, you know, for your listeners, this line opened up Packers minus one, and it's an interesting three-point swing. And I'm not sure, you know, I know the Sharp jumped on it early, uh, according to my sources at, at, at several books, um, you know, and, and they, they sort of dri- drove the, the, the momentum for the line shift. And then as Jimmy G was cleared and, he, and it was announced that he was expected to start, I think that it, it strengthened the line. And, and as you see the, um, the Raiders getting healthy outside of Nate Hobbs, um, and, and, and I think in desperation mode, it's what somewhat, you know, solidified this line. The half point is just reason in the last, I, I would imagine that line moved because it was two when I left my house. I'm now at Allegiant. Um, it was with the announcement of Aaron Jones. So um, the Raiders, for the most part, are um, a healthier bunch. I don't want to say that they're healthy. They're, they're still banged up. Jimmy G was his, the last injury report that came out was officially questionable, but he was clear to play and he's expected to start tonight. Willie, when you look at Devontae Adams dealing with a shoulder issue, how much of an impact could it potentially have on one of the game's top receivers tonight? Well, here's the thing. I, I don't mention Devontae and his shoulder injury because he, you know, this dude's been banged up a couple of times, left the field. He's been, you know, he's, he's had a couple of little, diff, you know, bangs here and there. But this is a veteran who is playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's one of the leaders. Right now you have Devontae Adams on the offensive side of the ball and Max Crosby on the defensive side of the ball that are trying to keep this locker room together um, for all intents and purposes. So um, I, is, it, is, it, is it a potential problem? Sure. If they go after him, if they ding him, if, they, if, if, you know, if he gets a stinger, if somebody comes in high, um, are the, is it capable of happening against a guy like this? I think that they're going to take the, the, the precaution. And he's going to be, you know, he's, he's probably taking the right treatment. He's probably, you know, done what he has to do with the extra day off. It's helped. Um, is it potential? Sure, because it's an injury and it's something that you've been recovering from. 
But I think we're talking about somebody who, especially against the Green Bay Packers, will be ready to go. Um, but I also think that they're going to double team him. So I'm not sure how much action he's going to see. He may be just as much of a decoy as he is a target. Yeah, Willie, when you look at this team real quick, you mentioned Max Crosby and some of the guys trying to keep this locker room together. Can you expand upon that a little yes. bit? You cover the beat. What is going on with the team when you look from afar? It seems like they're in complete disarray to a certain extent. Well, in, in disarray and just that it, it doesn't seem like there's anything in sync. When you have a guy like Josh Jacobs, who won the rushing title last year, come out and say, you know, we all need to be on the same page. We all need to sort of get find the chemistry. And this was a dude who was not at camp, well, you're one of the ones that's got to find chemistry, right? So, I mean, and I'm not knocking Josh. Uh, I, I, I love his heart. I love his soul. I love his, uh, his passion. But the fact of the matter is, um, I, I just don't know how much of this team and the chemistry is as one. When I say keep the locker room together, I don't necessarily mean that there's dissension among the ranks, but I do wonder if there's dissension and somewhat uh, a little um, discontent with, Josh McDaniels and his staff. Uh, do I know that for sure? Absolutely not. But I'll take you back to last year's game against the Indianapolis Colts. I was the one that asked Derek Carr the question if everybody was on the same page and it was that question and where he broke down and got emotional. Um, he backed Josh McDaniels. He never wavered every week after week about his, his backing of that coaching staff. But the fact of the matter is Josh McDaniel has yet to prove as a head coach, in my opinion, and I'm not a football coach, so he knows X's nose far better than I do, but he's yet to prove in Denver and he's yet to prove in Las Vegas that he can bring a team together and make it a formidable foe. So when I say bring, keep the locker room together, when you start off one and three and you have some of the best talent in the league across the board, look at the different positions, the skill position players where you need uh, somewhat you know, headline guys, the Raiders have them and they're not getting it done. Willie Ramirez joining us here, Associated Press on the Raiders beat there at Allegiant Stadium for Monday Night Football tonight. He mentioned an opener of one, push through zero. Now we're laying two and a half with the Packers tonight in Vegas. Willie, how would you categorize covering McDaniels? Can you give us an idea of his personality? Uh, you know what? I will, I will say this. I will say that he's very professional, meaning he comes in, he knows he, he's got every angle covered. You have to detail your question perfectly. Otherwise, he has a way out. And, he, and the thing is, if you lead him down the path, uh, a certain path, and he, he, you're going to get the answer, and it may not be the one that you want, but it really falls back on your shoulders because he's very careful and tactful in how he answers his questions. Um, he's never necessarily been short, even after he's, he showed up for, you know, after a loss, he's answered questions. He stood there. Um, he, he got a little, little defensive, um, uh, after the Steelers game, when asked if he had lost confidence in the offense, when he went for the field goal on fourth and four, um, you know, it just, he kind of shut the question down. But again, that was right after the game that all said, I don't know how much we can believe that comes out of his mouth when it does with him protecting his staff and his team. He's telling us what we need to be told, but at the same token, I just, you just never know what to take from him um, because he's when you're one in three and last year, you know, when you're in situations that you were in and, and it was quite clear eventually when he pulled the plug on Derek Carr, um, you just have to, you have to take everything for what it's worth and where it's coming from. And the fact that, He's got, he's got his staff to protect, to protect, and he's got his job and reputation to protect. Willie, Patrick made a great point last year, which was Josh McDaniels is almost 20 to 30 yards away from the rest of the team on the sideline at times. When you look at him, what causes that? I've never seen that in a coach on the sideline. It just doesn't seem like there's a connection, whether it's between player and coach, coaching staff and head coach. It just seems like there's a complete disconnect in terms of where this organization is going long term as well. Well, you know what's funny is it's it's funny you say that, and and I I can't speak about what the players are thinking and why they're not rallying around him on the sideline. But when Dustin called me or texted me and asked me to come on today, one of the things I said something's going to come up about Josh McDaniels, and the one thing that I that I I have to wonder, and I always remembered about Mike Tomlin when he got hired at the Steelers, and uh, it was I believe it was it, I don't know if it was his introductory press conference or it was after the first few weeks, but they asked him where he. Where, which coordinator will go in the box? 
He goes, I want them both on the sidelines. Because when I ask them a question, I don't want to hear them. I don't want to hear what they have to say. I want to see what they have to say. I want to look in their eyes. I want to feel them. I have to wonder if Josh McDaniels, what I'm more curious about is what his connection is with his coordinators and the confidence he has in them. Is he letting them do their job or is he micromanaging a little too much? Does he second guess and overrule? Is he vetoing things? Do the other players know what the coaches are calling and coordinators see and hear that, hear Josh McDaniels veto that, and then it goes awry? Those are the things I wonder is how much connection he has with his staff and how much they believe in him and and where they're at, whether it's on the field or not, but what if they're in sync Um, and if that falls in line, so be it. I can't get in the players' heads and I don't know why they're not so close to him. It's a great observation, but I couldn't tell you, you know, what their thought process. Willie, I'm curious. What would you set the number at tonight? We mentioned the Raiders two and a half. What's the Willie Ramirez number tonight? The true number. When I had when 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 it when the matchup you know after last week's games I saw it being a pick. So when Green Bay was one, it was an indicator to me by the you know the guys down on the strip with those big bright buildings. There are no bright buildings and they're not erect since I've been here in 1972 because they lose. That line that the odds makers set was one because they felt the Packers could win. Now the sharps are good, but they don't win every week. The sports books do. So it was an indicator to me at Pickham that uh, in my mind as a Pickham that the Packers being minus one, that the Packers were the right side uh, based on what the odds makers make it. You have two teams that are desperate, one, two, and two, one, one, and three. You have, you know, a question in one quarterback situation. You have a young quarterback with a chip on his shoulder who's two and oh on the road, six interceptions, no picks, and something to prove. Tonight, with the announcement Aaron Jones, he's got, do you realize that this team has 10 players under age 26 with a catch, the most in the NFL. The only rookie teammates in the NFL, each with 100 receiving yards, are on the Green Bay Packers. The fact that Aaron Jones is out, they're going to have to turn to their passing game. It would not surprise me to see the, the, the Sharps being wrong in this game and the Packers winning outright. My ethical side says I can't pick a game, but you ask me, I say that it was a pick in my head. The odds makers probably got it right at minus one. Wise guys are up against them and moving this line. The line's now moved to half point because of Aaron Jones. Take that for what it's worth. But I think that the Packers are coming in here with a big chip on their shoulder. Willie, that was perfect. Exactly what we needed live from Allegiant Stadium. (laughs) AP there, Willie Ramirez. Hey, on your way to the Hall of Fame, my man. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Take it easy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Willie. Um, you can find Willie on Twitter. Let me make sure I give him a pop. He's a member of the Pro Football Writers of America, and you can find Willie, Willie G. Ramirez on Twitter. So he makes his number closer to a pick'em. That's essentially what the three of us said earlier today. It's been pushed up to two and a half. Aaron Jones is out. We'll get to the big guys low, then come back and discuss Monday Night Football next here, Sharp Money. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Snag a job is where America goes to hire 
with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, check out the VSIN picks at a glance, easily sortable. You can follow host and guest, top VSIN expert leaderboard. It's all there for an introductory offer of $19. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Go check out the picks. We'll email them to you every day. VSIN.com slash subscribe. So as we welcome you back, we'll get into Monday Night Football. Willie Ramirez did a great job from Allegiant Stadium. We've got the big guys loathe to get to, like love loathe. So plenty to do. Also continue to recap week five and what we learned moving forward. But we do so. We do have some NFL news as we welcome you back here. Sharp Money, I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. So it appears Night Train Lane wasn't available to sign. Or <laughs> like I'm trying to think of old school. I'm, I'm trying to think of old school, like Aeneas Williams or something. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of older cornerbacks. Maybe Night Train Lane is a good one because Josh Norman has just signed with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I thought Dustin was joking them all when he said it, but it appears that Josh Norman is the answer at corner for the Buffalo Bills. That is weird because I felt like he retired a long time ago. Am I wrong? Well, I'll tell you what, all three of us were surprised. He did play last year, which came as a oh, shock. He did, he did oh. play last year in two games for Carolina. He had eight tackles, six solo, and two assisted. But guys... I thought he had kind of stepped away a couple of years ago. I had no idea it was only last year. And the way he's played the last couple of years, it felt like he stepped away about five years ago. I mean, it feels like ages ago, him and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. were fist fighting in the middle of the field. That was I, that was great. I mean, I can't believe Josh Norman's the best you could do. There isn't an arena league guy or a, a XFL guy or someone else out there who's like younger and able to compete than Josh freaking Norman. Also, he's a weirdo, giant weirdo. Super weird. I'm guessing Daryl Green can still scoot. I could tell you right now, Daryl Green's 40 is today still probably faster than Josh Green, Norman's fastest 40. Lester Hayes, is he around? Uh, he doesn't have the stick available, so I don't know <laughs> if we can use him. Josh Norman is a Buffalo Bill. That is... That is something that I didn't think we'd hear today on the program. <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. Good luck with that, Bills. Uh, a sign of desperation, <laughs> quick, I, I would say. Quick question. When do you think they cut him? Before the end of October? Well, yeah. I mean, is it a spot start thing? It's just I, funny. It, it is. Tredavious White's out for the year. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, but that's a position you can make a move at and make a trade for. I, don't know, I think Patrick's point is correct, which is who the hell saw this guy? I mean, he couldn't play at the end of the last two years. I, I just oh, don't maybe see even it. longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. how about the deal that the commanders at the time, the Redskins gave him, which oh. was a complete belly flop. That was years ago when they gave him big money and he stunk then. And he was anyway, he was also sidetracked trying to be a TV analyst while playing, which, you know, is never a good recipe. Yeah, probably non-consequential. But Josh Norman is a Buffalo Bill. OK, plenty to do. When it comes to Monday Night Football, which we'll get to in just a bit. But big guy, we have yet to finish like, love, loathe. My loathe was Bill Belichick. Um, Amal Shaw's loathe was Mario Cristobal down in Coral Gables, down Miami. Your loathe for the week is? Uh, it is the Baltimore Ravens. As someone who is really high on them, I know you were as well, Patrick, leading into the season. I bet them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the one piece that I wrote to the VSIN NFL betting guide in the preseason was about betting them to win the Super Bowl. 
I was really high on this team. I really like the pieces. But good God, is it clunky and not coming together as quick as I would like. You think about what they've done so far to beat the for, to start the year. They beat a rookie head coach and rookie quarterback week one in Houston at home. They then took on a Cincinnati team where Joe Burrow couldn't do anything and move around. Beat them by a field goal, by the way. They lost in overtime to the Colts at home and nothing looked right for them offensively. They beat Cleveland, who didn't have Deshaun Watson and started Dorian Thompson Robinson. And then this week, every opportunity to put Pittsburgh away in the second half, and they just never showed the killer instinct that you want from a team if they're going to make a deep run. I'm not saying it's not going to come to get come together more as the season goes on. But what I've seen so far from Baltimore is not a very smooth team. It's a team still figuring things out. And there should be a lot of pieces on that defense that should look better than they are. And offensively, good God, this is still a work in progress. Patrick, Patrick, I think Dustin makes a great point on the fact that the Ravens have won two of their four starts against quarterbacks making their first NFL start. C.J. Stroud and DTR for the Browns in that situation. Uh, and, you know, you lose that game at home against the Colts. Oh, and Minshew was starting that game. <laughs> I mean, you know, they haven't played exactly murderer's row when it comes to quarterbacks right now. Yeah, it, I the Ravens have disappointed. They're not in a terrible spot. By the way, speaking of spots, they were in a great spot headed to Pittsburgh yeah. yesterday. So a bad loss. They unraveled. And Lamar Jackson, who Dustin, you and I are very high on, I he... He wasn't great. I mean, the Ravens led Pittsburgh, what was it, 10 to 8th in the 4th at the pit 5-yard line, and Jackson threw the bad pick to the rookie. Wasn't it Porter Jr.? That was a terrible one. And then the Steelers got their offense going a little bit with that touchdown from Pickett to Pickens. The Ravens still had a chance, and Jackson was sacked and fumbled. I know time was running out, but... That was, yeah, I agree with you. It's not a great performance from a Ravens team that really there in the AFC North could have taken a stranglehold on the division. Uh, and they lose to a Tomlin and Kenny Pickett quarterback team. Not great. Yeah, and not how, great. About, how about this? You're Lamar Jackson. You know what you can do that no one else can do? is drop back real quick, let everyone run out, and run past everyone. How about we do that a little bit more considering it's a skill that you possess that no one else does? Fair. Six for 45 rushing the ball yesterday for Lamar Jackson. I thought Patrick, you just made a really good point. They win this game, guys. They're sitting at four and one in the division. Steelers would have uh, gone to two and three. Bengals are already at two and three with a head-to-head loss against the Ravens. Browns with a head-to-head loss against the Ravens. And then, of course, Baltimore would have beaten Pittsburgh. Talk about an opportunity to kind of run away with the division and hide. I think the one thing that intrigues us when we look at the Baltimore Ravens is the talent. It's not just Lamar Jackson. Some of the talent around him, Zay Flowers, has gotten off to a nice start. Looks in good. Yeah, absolutely. He led the team last night uh, with 73 yards receiving. But to me, the one knock I've always had on Lamar Jackson is the inconsistency in terms of accuracy. You referenced it, the interception with Joey Porter Jr. in the back of the end zone. I know the field goal doesn't prevent the Steelers from winning the football game, but there's a big difference mentally for your defense when they realize they have to give up a touchdown as opposed to getting beat by a field goal in that spot. I'm just looking up just randomly because you were talking about Zay Flowers and I was just thinking receivers. How many catches did Hopkins have yesterday in Indy for the Titans? He had eight receptions for 140 yards. I kind of, you know, not necessarily poo-pooed the signing in the offseason, but remember the Patriots really wanted DeAndre Hopkins and missed out on him. Like he... I didn't realize he had this much left. Like he was every time I turned that game on yesterday, he was making a play again, eight receptions, 140, 140 for Hopkins and the Titans. Uh, that's impressive. Another thing I wanted to pass along just as we're kind of talking about loathes. How about the Vikings? And we talked about variants coming into the year. So a record that probably won't be broken. And that is the Vikings went 11 and 0 in games decided by seven points or less last year, which was obviously an NFL record. How about this? The Vikings are one and four and they fell to 0 and four in games decided by seven points or less when they 
got beat yesterday 27 to 20 by the Chiefs. And they had every reason at the end to win that football game. That's a terrible loss. And just as you see the variance kind of flip and reverse course here this year for the Vikings. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. A couple of things I want to uh, talk about real quick. You mentioned this Vikings game. They have three more first downs. They get out gained by uh, seven yards in the air. They're negative four yards to the Chiefs total on offense. They were minus one in the cat, uh, turnover category, but really a very competitive game. Minnesota had a great opportunity there. You talked about it. Again, this team continues to struggle in one possession games until they straighten that out. I think it's going to be a real challenging situation for Kevin O'Connell and his team. I mean, part of you wants to give them credit because uh, even against teams like Kansas City or the Chargers or Philadelphia, who we view as significantly better, they're in the game with them, right? They don't get blown out, but at the same time, they never pull away completely from other teams that they're beating. They're just a really weird team that's going to look very different next year. Like this window with Kirk Cousins, if you want to consider it a window, it's going to be over after this year. You know what? I think the three of us missed out on an opportunity as far as one of our loathes to not have Sean Payton in the mix this week. I, I think he's he, a buster. Well, I feel like he's universally loathed, right? I mean, it's almost like, hey, was this guy just it's like the Belichick syndrome right now. Was he doing it because he had Drew Brees? I mean, this team is so inept in Denver. It's, it's laughable. And the fact that the Broncos gave him this huge money contract. We're going to find out real quick how well Sean Payton can coach when he doesn't have a superstar under center. He made the world root for Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, exactly. Do you know how much of a bag you have to be and how bad of a person you have to be for everyone to root for an offensive coordinator on another team? He's not a likable guy. And unfortunately for him, he saddled Russell Wilson for a little bit, too. Yep, 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 yep. And those two were kind of beefing towards the end of the game. Uh, the question, how good is this Miami Dolphins offense? We'll have the answer coming back. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, we'll go inside the Packers with Greg Matzik here in just a second, but quickly, all right, let's take a break and tell you about Zinn nicotine pouches. We're always debating who's number one, but Zinn nicotine pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Okay, we got you back here. Greg Matzik, 620 ESPN Milwaukee. Of course, Green Bay Game Day, GB Game Day on Tundra Trio Radio Network. And as we say hi to Greg, Dustin was just mentioning he just saw a bunch of Packers fans walk into the D there in downtown Las Vegas. Greg, does that surprise you that we're seeing a ton of Packers jerseys there in Vegas? Yeah, so, so here's what happens. When the schedule comes out in late April or early May, Packers fans will identify at least two games, at least two games. And one will be in December when it's kind of cold weather in Green Bay, so they want to get something really pops like New Orleans or Vegas. It, it's on, right? I mean, casinos are going to be drunk out of Miller Lite. There's probably not enough brandy in all of Nevada to feed Packers fans. I'm guessing it's going to feel a little bit like a home game for the Packers tonight. I, I apologize in advance, but we're really nice people. We're really nice people. So it's not hard to spot a Packers fan. They, got, they usually have a leather jacket on with the number 92 and Reggie White's name on the back. <laughs> Greg, first of all, I agree with you on the sentiments that Wisconsinites are incredibly cordial and nice out here. But is the play of the quarterback, Jordan Love, going to be extremely nice over the long haul for the Green Bay Packers? Tell me how you assess him and what the team sees in him moving forward. Yeah, so I think we have to separate right now, here, today, versus long term, right? And the Packers are going to have to figure this out, too, because... Love is under contact through next season, but then it's question time. What do you do? Do you do the long-term extension, or do you find a different guy? If you haven't watched Jordan Love play this year, there's a couple things you can really like and appreciate, and there's a few things that you wonder if he can get better at. Now, my standpoint is this. I haven't seen anything that I believe he can't improve on. 
And what you'll notice tonight is that as Max Crosby is registering his eighth sack against the Packers' beat-up offensive line, he's not going to appear rattled, right? He's cool under pressure. Like, the first quarter and fourth quarter doesn't make any difference to Jordan. He is comfortable. And I do believe this. Guys like playing for him, and they want to win for him. And that, to me, is a great foundation for a quarterback. You'll also notice that his completion percentage is 33rd in the league, and there are 32 starting quarterbacks. So figure that one out. He's not working with a fully dressed set of weapons. Christian Watson, the second-year wide receiver, is back for his second game. Aaron Jones is going to be out today. His most experienced wide receiver is Romeo Dobbs, who's in his second year. So there's a lot of rookies, a lot of first-year players, a few second-year players. This is not Devontae Adams, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver like Aaron Rodgers had back in the day. We're going inside the Packers. Greg Matzik joining us here, Sharp Money. So I was going to ask you, I know about the depleted offensive front, and of course the secondary's been banged up, Greg, and you just mentioned Aaron Jones, maybe the Packers' best player not playing tonight, but does two and a half feel disrespectful? And I mean that the Vegas Raiders are favored by two and a half. Do you feel like that's a good number tonight? Yeah, so that line has swung a little bit, I think. I th- what the Packers favored by one, I think, going into the weekend, and maybe the Aaron Jones news shifted that a little bit. Um, but I have to imagine Vegas looks at this like a, it's sort of a pseudo home game. You guys might be able to tell better than I, but my expectation is that you're, you're going to hear Packers fans tonight, and you might even see the Raiders having to go to a silent count. I think at the time the line was originated, there was maybe some question marks around quarterback. Uh, for the Raiders. So, you know, the injury situation may fluctuate a little. But I think the Raiders and, and Packers are kind of in this this section of the NFL that you could label as the creamy middle. They're not great. They're not awful. They're just sort of in the mix. And that is kind of where you need to be if you want to stay in playoff contention. I think the AFC is more challenging than the NFC to come away with a playoff spot. But it, it, to me, that's that's kind of where the Packers and Raiders lie. So, yeah, the line's not shocking to me. Greg, when you look at this Green Bay team right now, they're sitting at 2-2. Two and two, uh, Detroit's at 4-1. and one. Is there a realistic possibility with a win tonight, they go to 3-2, and two, that they would be able to overcome Detroit? Because it looked like last week what we saw, they were completely outclassed. And I'm just discounting the Bears and the Vikings in terms of division, unless you think that one of those two teams could be a challenger. Well, I mean, of the two, I think the Vikings are more likely, uh, given what they did a year ago. But all those one-score games that they were winning a year ago, the Vikings, they are losing this year. Uh, so I, it's just, and they got a tough schedule, right? They got a first-place schedule. The Lions are a better team than the Packers. I think the Lions are the most balanced team in the NFC North Division, and and maybe a top-four team in all of the NFC. Uh, they're impressive. Uh, they've, they've got an attitude about them. They play with an edge. They can run the ball. Jared Goff is certainly capable. Uh, and their defense is led by one of the best players in all the NFL, Aiden Hutchinson. So what I saw out of the Lions was a physical team, more physical than the Packers on Thursday night football. There's separation there, I think, to be sure. Uh, but aside of that, I don't think anybody in the division really, really scares you. And that's inclusive of the Packers. I think they can do some things. The Vikings can do some things. The Bears here and there can do some things. Uh, but aside of the Vikings, or excuse me, the Lions, I don't think there's anybody you're worried about. But how many teams in the NFC are you really worried about? I think the Eagles, the Niners, the Lions are sort of on the fringe of that. I, I, I think there's tiers to this whole thing, but the middle tier is really robust in the NFC. Greg, give us an idea where Matt LaFleur stands with Packer fans. And what I mean by that, obviously hasn't lost in the regular season, but hasn't won in the postseason. Two part question. Where is he with the Packer fan and how is he to cover Matt LaFleur? Yeah, really interesting. So Matt LaFleur, I would, in terms of covering Matt LaFleur, I would say this. He is honest. He is open. He is friendly. He is cordial. He's an easy guy to work with. And I think he's an easy guy to root for. And he was given a Ferrari, right? I mean, he was given a a loaded offense that needed some tweaking. He was able to implement his offense. Of course, Aaron Rodgers had influence on how it was run. I think what you saw early on this year, and we're still early, 
is that this offense at its best is a reflection of its coach, and that is unique. Guys being open in space. You're, you're seeing plays that I don't think Aaron Rodgers ever would have agreed to run. You're seeing that in the Matt LaFleur offense. But you have to, you have to understand, it, it's full of second-year talent or younger getting the bulk of the snaps. I, I think of the game against the Saints, a game in which the Packers came back and won in the fourth quarter. They had 14 passes caught by rookies. 14. That is an insanely high total with a first-year starting quarterback. So I, I think the curiosity with LaFleur is what is this offense really now that Aaron Rodgers is removed? And I think you're seeing some of the brilliance there. However, where Packers fans are most frustrated with Matt LaFleur is that he retained one of the worst defensive coordinators in the NFL in Joe Barry, a guy who cannot take away the one thing any team does best. That's the biggest frustration. If you know a team's going to run, they can't take it away. And you might see a glimpse of that tonight with Josh Jacobs, who is suddenly awake after missing the preseason. Greg, when you look at the departure of Rodgers, who stepped up from a leadership standpoint and how much of that shadow that he cast over the team has disappeared? You know, that, I think that's a great question, number one, because I, th I think there's a misconception in the NFL, maybe in sports in general, that your most experienced and best player, the guy with the most significant resume, is next in line to be your leader. And on paper, that player is David Bakhtiari, but I certainly would not say David Bakhtiari has grabbed the reins from a leadership perspective that he's done for the rest of the year with a knee injury that has gone on three years. So to me, it's been Jordan Love. You know, I think there were a lot of questions of what he could do as a starting quarterback. And, you know, there's a lot of hurdles to clear. Can he execute down the stretch? Can you command the huddle? Are you a guy people want to play for and play with? I think from a leadership perspective, he's done a couple of things. Number one, he's got command in the huddle. Number two, there was a play against Atlanta. They were fighting their way back after being down early, and instead of running out of bounds after a 20-yard scramble, he barreled his neck into the head of a safety and took him out and got up fired up and showed his fire. That play irritated Matt LaFleur, but it fired up everybody in the clubhouse, in the locker room, and on the sideline. So I think you're seeing that out of Jordan Love. That's a big thing, too, right? You have to have command in every which way and shape and form in the NFL. He's got it in the clubhouse, in the locker room, in the huddle. It, to me, you're seeing that out of Jordan Love. Even though the stats aren't eye-popping, I think he's doing it from a leadership perspective. Greg Matzik, what a great job. At G Matzik on Twitter, 620 ESPN Milwaukee, GB Game Day on Tundra Trio Radio Network. Greg, that was awesome. Thank you and enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Say hi to Packers fans. Uh, they'll be the first to buy you a drink. Just be nice, and they'll be nice back. <laughs> They're going to be inebriated. Lubricated <laughs> is the word here on Sharp Money. We're coming back. Closing tabs in top ten. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code SHARP. When you sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Okay, you can hear it. Generally, like, probably four of the uh, eight times I've done a read today, I've heard somebody in the background that I guarantee is a Packers fan. (laughs) It's getting loud at the D downtown Las Vegas. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw chilling as the Packers. And that's the un maybe the underrated aspect of everybody traveling to go watch a game in Vegas is like you prepare differently to go to Vegas, to go watch a football game. You prepare to go out on the strip or downtown Las Vegas, get absolutely lit and then go to the game later. Like Packers fans will be tonight, boys. Hey, you're absolutely right. And by the way, they're not going to accept your bet on that. It's guaranteed that it's a Packer fan behind us. They're only Packer fans here. I mean, this, you think this is a Packer backer yeah. bar here. Yeah. It's it, kind of, it, it looks like you're like, you know, when you're in New York city or wherever, LA, and you go to a bar that's only the bar for that team. Yeah, exactly. That's what the D looks like right now. It looks like we're at a Packers bar. Dustin, I dare you to do the Packers thing again. What two people replied last time? Let's right, see. I think it'll be better this Let's time. See. It, it, this is, Let's th- go. This is basically like me over the weekend replying to girls on Hinge. This I'm going to count the reaction you in. I got. Ready? Yep. Three. And there's a shot for those watching on TV. See if we get a response here. Three, two, one, go. Go, Paco! He got radio silence. <laughs> I'm laying it with the Raiders. Screw them. I'm laying it. I just switched my bet. A little bit of a delayed response, but I think somebody got in there with the big guy. One Last person. time you got a, you had a couple. Yeah, yeah. There was, I'm a there little was, surprised. There was a table like right next to us that were putting them down. I don't know if they're making it to, to kick off tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, again, it, look, we, we know what's going on here with the Packers. The offensive line is beat up. Secondary has been in trouble, although Alexander is active tonight and Aaron Jones is out. But uh, having said that, the mess that is the Raiders right now, are you really comfortable laying two and a half? Because that's the number two and a half the totals come down a half a point since we started. It's down to 45. So we can get to our plays coming up. I know you have a prop you're looking at as well. Big guy. Uh, before we get to that though, let's continue to look back on week five. And last night was an ass whooping. Uh, again, they're your favorites to win the Super Bowl, That being the 49ers. They're three and a half to one over at DraftKings to win a Super Bowl after their performance against the Cowboys last night, a 42 to 10. It was a beatdown, and Brock Purdy all of a sudden is seven to one in the market tied with Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen to win the MVP. That's crazy, uh, but not so much says Mr. Kittle, his tight end. No, just he's Brock's just so consistent every single day. He's the same guy he is on Wednesday as he is on Sunday. Um, he's super detailed. He's super confident. It's everything you want in a quarterback. And he's just playing at such a high level right now. And I think really the best thing he does, you guys see it. He's just his ability to move in the pocket and keep his eyes up and see things develop. And so if you don't, it doesn't, if he doesn't hit you like, you know, where he's supposed to, he sees the second window. He's just very, very good at that. And he just, like I said, Brock's pocket awareness and being able to move and like keep his feet in position so he can make all those throws. He's like, he's a 
robot, man. He's just very special. He looks very small to me. Does he look small to you guys? I, I Look, I don't know what they list him at height-wise. Whatever it is, I think it's a lie because he doesn't even look like he's above 5'11". He looks so small. He looks like he's about 180 pounds. The one thing that's been great for him, I don't recall, guys, him ever taking like a major kill shot or a direct shot. It just feels like the San Francisco offensive line, the way their plays are designed, the ball has gone pretty quickly in most situations. Yeah, he, yeah, he just he, he almost looks, he looks tiny. And he almost looks Kyler small, not quite Kyler small, because the helmet doesn't look as big for his body as it does on Kyler. Uh, but I have a question for you guys: Can this team potentially go seventeen and zero? What's the odds? I will get I that for you. DraftKings had it up have, last. I'm sure they have a number over at DraftKings. There's, it ain't happening. So I'll just go ahead and give the the schedule. Fat no. They're at the they're at the Browns next week at the Vikings, Bengals at home, bye week at the Jags, uh, Buccaneers, Seahawks at the Eagles after the Seahawks, which is a Thursday night game, so they'll have additional time to get ready for the Eagles, then they get the Seahawks again. Um, Cardinals, Ravens, Commanders, and Rams. No chance. I just think it's too hard. What have we seen technically? Two teams have undefeated regular seasons, the 72 Dolphins and the 07 Patriots. Um I will say one thing from a talent standpoint, it's been a few years, maybe going back even further, that you've seen a team as uber talented as the San Francisco 49ers team is on both sides of the ball. Like, what's the weakness? Is Dra- did DraftKings hang a number? It's, I think it's off the board until the week's over. And then once uh, tomorrow comes around after Monday Night Football, I think we'll have it back up. I don't see it right now. Okay. All right. Um, let's move on. Let's go to Brees Hall. Uh, Brees Hall, was, was it the first play of the second half where he broke that long one for the touchdown it was crazy 22 he had 25 touches 22 rush attempts 177 and eight average yesterday and the long touchdown of course Brees Hall the running back there for the Jets and he wanted to get some retribution for his offensive coordinator Mr. Hackett and here's what he had to say after the game uh, it was good to be honest like we mostly mostly for coach Hackett it wasn't I wasn't really worried about myself today it was just you know, he stayed quiet. He stayed humble, um, respectful. So we wanted to come in and get a win today for him, and we did that. Better coach, better team won. <laughs> wow. I love that. I love that. Hey, that was I, good. I, I like when people have each other's back like that. You're on the same team. That's your dude, and you go out and get some uh, revenge for him. Uh, by the way, I had over 59 and a half uh, <laughs> rushing yards for Brees Hall. Might be the easiest bet I played all year where I don't even have to pay attention. It's a good call on that one, but I you. Mean, look I think at, he broke a fifty-yarder right did, out of the half. Yeah. He had fifty, seventy-two yeah. on uh, seventeen. And Uzoma, CJ Uzoma. If you look at the pregame, he, that's what he said. He goes, "Guys, we're going out here to play for Hackett today, or something to that effect." And then you saw in the post-game, Robert Salah gives out one game ball, and, and everyone knew who it was going to be for. I, I just think. And, when you look at the NFL, everyone knows how hard it is to get there, whether it's as a player or as a coach. There's a certain amount of respect that's just granted to the opposition based on what it took to get there. And the way Sean Payton disrespected him was so out of left field. I'm like, does he not know he's walking into a car that's a complete le- lemon? I mean, this is the, he bought a salvage title on a car, okay? It kind of makes going me... On? They are going it's, nuts there. It's Sigma Derby, Patrick, it's the most popular casino game I've ever seen. It, there's always action. Yeah. yeah, it's everyone yelling. Uh, but you got me thinking there with Nathaniel Hackett. Is there, I know he had so many weird issues aside from just coaching up Russell Wilson, but is there any chance he gets another no. shot down the no, road 10 no, years from no. now as a head coach? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, Sean no, Payton's supposed to be not. a genius. There, like, legitimately, there's a 0% chance. Sean Payton's supposed to be a genius, and Russell Wilson looks the same with him. No. Dustin, I'm just telling you right now, Nathaniel Hackett will never get another head coaching job. Just ask. I can question. tell you, there's. We can de- we can have a longer debate about 17 and 0. Okay, <laughs> that one took me about two seconds. <laughs> I, I know the show's coming to an end, bro. But <laughs> all right, well, you want me to bring it to a real I end? With my I top do 10? appreciate your help. <laughs> I got a good top 10 for you this week. Even a mall, I think, will have to be in the mix for this. It is my top 10 potato chips. <laughs> Ooh, a good one. So, I love, this is good. Let's go. Now, I made a rule. I made a rule with myself. Only one per brand. So 
I don't because if 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 I was choosing just my favorites, it would be like half one brand and the other half another brand, and that's kind of boring. So each brand, I'm gonna put their best in the top ten and rank it that way. So that's why number ten, Terra sweet potato chips. You know they come in the big black bag. I love sweet potato fries. I love sweet potato chips. Just a little bit of salt. That's all it needs. Perfect, super crunchy. Sweet potato chips go a long way for me. Number nine is too low. Go ahead. Number nine. So I think kettle chips are overrated, and it's not because they don't taste good. I have weak teeth. I can't handle really hard, crunchy things. It hurts my <laughs> mouth. So I think they taste great, but they are so crunchy that I can only eat so many of them. And the whole point of potato chips is to eat the entire bag. However, if I'm going to grab a kettle chip, it's the kettle brand Honey Dijon. Absolutely amazing. I have weak teeth. That's funny. Hey, on the way out, uh, let's go ahead and give a few plays here. I, again, I, I know the injuries. I'll take the two and a half with the Packers, and I feel pretty good about it. Next. I'm going to take the Phillies under eight. Now the lines come down from eight and a half to eight, but I still like the play. Zach Withers been dominant against Atlanta on the road. I'm going to go A.J. Dillon over 12 and a half carries uh, without Aaron Jones' his last four, averaging almost 13 carries this team. Uh, Las Vegas gives up a ton of 16.25 carries per game to running backs. He's going to have to be involved if Green Bay has a chance. Why not? I'll take the two and a half as well. Okay. Awesome, boys. Enjoy the game tonight. Bill A.D., thank you. Who day? Let's go 40 to 1 on the Bengals. Willie Ramirez and Greg Matzik, thank you as well. Boys, enjoy the football. We'll see you tomorrow. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated.